I'm your host, Nikki, and this is the Red Chuck Chronicles podcast, where I share tips, stories, and answer your questions on all things travel related. After traveling to 40 plus countries and counting, I can't wait to show you how simple it can be for you to travel the world. So stick around and enjoy the show. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in. It's your girl, Nikki. So hopefully everybody's having a good week. How was your week since we last talked? Our last episode was about travel is my therapy. I shared a little bit with you about what travel means to me, to my mind, body, and soul. And um, I hope you all had a good week. I just uh, actually finished uh, watching my Yukon Huskies, my alma mater, the women. Just uh, play Baylor in the Elite Eight, and they're on to their 13th consecutive Final Four appearance. So congratulations, UConn Women Huskies. And uh, you might be saying, what does that have to do with travel? Well, it made me think about my trip. I can't remember what year. Maybe 2009. Yeah, I think it was 2009 where I went to the Final Four when they were in St. Louis. And... Uh, Got to see them up close and personal. Had some great seats thanks to my lovely line sister, Talia. And it was just a great trip. I mean, there was a a huge, huge, huge uh, mishap right before I was uh, geared up to get on the plane. I actually sliced my hand open washing the dishes as I was trying to clean up before I was headed out to St. Louis to catch my flight. Had to drive myself to the emergency room got my hands stitched up in time to make my to make my flight it was a close call but I, I, I let the doctor know when I got to the back room in the ER sir I got a trip to go to I, I'm headed to the uh, final four to go see the uh, the Huskies win this uh, here trophy so yeah can you stitch this hand up real quick and and he was excited about the game. He he was a fan and got me in and out pretty quickly. And then I uh, got on the plane and had to get my prescription filled when I got to St. Louis. Nevertheless, it was a great trip. And uh, had a good time and got to see them take the trophy home. So, all that said, let us get into episode number four. So, today I want to talk to you about a topic that comes up quite quite often um, in conversations that I have with people about travel. And so I, I titled this episode, Don't Be Skirt. What's stopping you, right? So they say that fear is just false evidence appearing real. Um, or as I've recently heard someone say, fear is not based on facts. And one of the many things that people have said to me when they mention travels and all the traveling that I do is I could never do that. And my response is always, why not? What's stopping you? Like what, what is the fear? What is the, the um, hesitation that you have about traveling? Is it money? Is it lack of knowledge? What is it? There's many things. And, and tonight I just want to talk to you or today I just want to talk to you about a couple this is going to be a two-part where we leave off. We'll, we'll continue it the following week. But um, tonight, I want to talk to you about, 
let's see let's start with with money so you know when people think about travel a lot of times it's like oh my goodness that must cost so much or I can't do it or you know how much did that cost or it's expensive to travel and and different things like that and that's a legit concern like however I operate under the notion that in most cases we spend our money on uh, the things that are important to us and what I'm talking about is like your discretionary spending so not I'm not trying to tell you to go out and take your money that you need to pay rent with or your light bill or your phone bill none of that like that's priority that is not what I'm saying at all what I'm saying is a lot of times there's money that we spend on a lot of different things whether it's coffee every day whether it's spending all of our money on Amazon if you get in a package every single day and you say you want to travel nine times out of ten that money that you're spending on all those packages that are coming to your house you don't need that stuff I'm guilty of that as well so I'm not talking about anybody I'm talking about myself what I'm saying is you could take that money that you give into Jeff Bezos and be putting that away so that when a when a ticket deal drops or someone is going on a trip and you want to hop along you have the money there and it's available for you to you know get that plane ticket or whatever the case may be so that's what I'm saying I'm saying money is a legit concern in terms of um, going on vacation and traveling and and seeing the world there is a cost associated with it it's not free however you can budget for that like if you know you want to travel budget and I know that's a bad word to some people but you can plan just like you plan other things you can plan put money aside whether it's a physical bank whether it's you know a separate bank account that you don't really touch whatever trick you need to use to be able to put money aside if that's an issue for you 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 can do that let's see there's some other tips start tracking your spending like okay so say you think I don't really have the money in my budget or I don't really have the money I think sometimes you just think that that's a whole nother issue right but I think we have more money than we think we have a lot of times not always not always I know everybody's circumstance is different but sometimes we don't even take the time out to figure out what we do have and again this is not I'm not trying to count nobody's pockets I'm not trying to count anybody's money your money is your money your finances are your finances however if traveling is something that you want to do and you feel like you do have some money to do it but maybe you think you just don't have enough then I would challenge you to start tracking your spending start looking at what you're uh, spending your money on what what you're outside of just your regular normal bills like really look at what you spend on a monthly basis and where you're putting your money like where is your money going that'll that'll tell you where where your desires are or what you really value right because that's where you're putting your money if you value travel then you'll put money aside for travel 
I'll just say that. So yeah, any extra money that you might have, you could put it towards a travel fund. You could try to reduce your spending, but that goes for anything that you want to place a priority on when it comes to finances. These are just some tips. Again, how about maybe establish like a physical bank? I think I have like a little, I had this little pink bank in one of my rooms that says shoe fund. And then I just ended up using it just in the house to have for different things. But recently I got another, someone, I think someone bought it for me, a bank that says travel fund. Actually, I know who bought it for me. My mother bought it for me and then said when she gave it to me as a gift, <laughs> she said, oh, this is for us. This is our travel fund. Ha ha. Uh, so, so yeah, so money. That is one of the fears that people have mentioned in terms of why they may not travel or why travel is fear, why they fear travel or why there's that creates a barrier for them. So that that's one area that I wanted to kind of talk about and discuss tonight. And then the other area really is about knowledge, right? The fear of the unknown, right? So when it comes to booking a trip, putting a plan together for a trip, again, I think that's a that's a fear that people have. Like, where do I go? I don't know what to do. I don't know where to look and different things like that. I mean, nowadays the internet is just so powerful. Like, you, there's a wealth of information and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I get it because there's so much information out there, but... You know, Google can be your best friend when it comes to trying to look up information and research in places. So just say, you know, I don't know, maybe you have an interest in beaches or um, maybe you want to scuba dive. Whatever your hobby is or maybe it's just something that you saw and you're just interested. I mean, to be honest, a lot of times trips that I take it's just like I might randomly say I want to go to Tokyo I think I did say that um and then you know a good flight deal came up or or something like that and so I just kind of hopped on that trip but again when it comes to researching places Google's your friend um, social media is a good resource so you can get on Twitter there's there's um different groups or different people that I follow on Twitter, um, Facebook groups. I mean, you can, when I get into different hobbies or activities, uh, things that I start to gain an interest in, sometimes I'll just go into the search function of Facebook and I'll look up groups and, and kind of see what's out there and, and, and then, you know, send it in a request to join and there's a wealth of information in those types of groups. Instagram, that's another place for you to to start following some travel, you know, do a search for travel, travel places. And it might just be a picture. It might be a video that you see that piques your interest in a place. And then once you once you see that, then you can go to Google and find out some more information. Like what's the best time to maybe travel there in terms of weather um, what's a busy season? What's the hot season? What's, you know, many different things like that. If there's special functions that's going on, like, you know, Germany has like Oktoberfest or 
if you want to run with the bulls or if you want to go to um I don't know whatever whatever the case may be if there's a festival you want to go to if there's a particular site you want to see in terms of like one of the, the wonders of the world there's so many different ways that you can kind of attack it in terms of breaking down the knowledge of it and really focusing your plan or focusing narrowing down a trip or a place that you might want to go and see and then once you do that then you can start researching in terms of the cost or you know there's always an option to sometimes you know join a a group trip where someone else does like a lot of the planning you just pay for the convenience of that right so you you I've been on trips where the flight has been included for a group trip I've been on trips where the flight has not been included so I had to at least book my flight but everything else was taken care of once I got into the country you can go through a travel agent you can do the research yourself like Expedia Priceline Booking.com Hotels.com I mean Airbnb I'm gonna get into an episode um, probably a little bit later in the season that talks about that and uh, different accommodations and things of that of that nature but there's so much information out there there's so much knowledge you just have to do your research do your homework put a little bit of effort in um, ask some friends who may have gone on a trip um, or someone that you know um, that has been there before that's a great resource I mean I've I've gone to places or posted that I was getting ready to go to places and maybe someone has already been there before um, I remember when I was going to Singapore for a work trip and I wanted to extend the trip so I added a couple of days on and I ended up going to Malaysia and Thailand and I believe when I was in yes when I was in Thailand someone recommended um one of my someone I knew from Yukon and she posted on Facebook or she emailed me reached out to me and let me know of a hotel that she stayed in when she was in Thailand and I stayed there and it was a beautiful hotel it wasn't expensive but it was gorgeous balcony nice you know uh pool it was great so you know tap into whatever resources that you might have um one of the other you know fears or comments or questions that I got about in terms of knowledge and the fear that people might have is understanding the um, financial transactions and really you know from an exchange rate right not not getting cheated not overpaying for things or really trying to understand that concept and again I say use use the resources that are available to you there are exchange currency converters that I use that I have that I put on my phone I usually look it up before I go in terms of what what is the exchange rate for the US dollar versus whatever country that I'm going to so I kind of have an idea typically I will bring you know maybe 100 to 200 dollars of US cash to convert once I get into country but a lot of times I utilize my credit cards because if you have a credit card that doesn't have a fee associated with any international purchases, that's always a good option. Most places take credit cards 
where you're not going to be able to use the cars really are typically like with street vendors and things like that. So that's when you'll really use, uh, need to utilize cash. Um, usually you can exchange money once you get to the airport. Sometimes those fees are a little bit higher than you might find uh, a currency exchange place locally, maybe closer to your hotel. Sometimes you can exchange money at your hotel, depending on the hotel that you're staying at. Sometimes they have at like their concierge service, they have an, a currency exchange um, place within the hotel. Or if they don't, they can tell you like one, a good one to go to that has like a really good rate. So again, those are resources that you can use once you get into country. I rarely exchange money before I leave the United States. And I don't exchange a lot. I'll do it in increments because I don't want to get stuck with the currency. But even if you do have money left over from the local country that you're or from the country that you're visiting, you can always exchange it back. You're just going to lose some on the back end. It's typically not a lot, but you will lose some money. Um, I usually always bring, you know, a few dollars home. It's not a lot of money. And I've just collected money over time from different countries that I've visited. Another area that people had questions about in terms of fears that I wanted to talk about, which it's not a fear for me, but it is something I, that I've encountered quite often in terms of language barriers. So I don't speak another language fluently at all. I know a little bit of Spanish, and I think I've mentioned that in one of the episode previous episodes. Un poco, un poco, like very little. But most countries that you visit, fortunately for us it, Americans, and I say us, meaning Americans, English is a language that is taught in most countries that you're probably going to go visit. If not fluently, people speak it as like a second language for them that they have to learn. Then at least a little bit, enough to, 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 to be able to have a conversation with them. Most restaurants cater to American tourists or, or English-speaking tourists. So you're going to typically be able to find a menu that's translated. And again, you can, you can get by in most places. I've had a couple of occasions. Um, I think I mentioned my Cuba experience. And fortunately for me, my roommate that I was traveling with, she spoke enough Spanish to get us by once we started moving around the country. But when I first landed, got there, my driver spoke English. But when he took me to the Airbnb that we stayed at, the um, older couple who checked me in to the Airbnb spoke no English at all. So I had to uh, resort to utilizing my uh, Google Translate app, which was a lifesaver. And literally, I was in the apartment typing in my questions, and then they were doing the same thing from an English perspective. So we were kind of just going back and forth and letting Google Translate speak to us so that we could, you know, they could tell me about the apartment before she had got there. And then I had some questions about where can I find 
a currency exchange place. So they gave me some information, but you know, that's been one of the countries where I've experienced that language barrier. But again, it wasn't something that was so devastating that I wasn't able to get around it. And then another another time when I was in Poland, actually there's two stories on Poland. And if you follow me on social media, on my Facebook page, this was back in 20, I want to say 2014, where I had posted this video and it got a lot of views from my family and friends and we got a lot of laughs off of it. And even even my team that I was supervising at the time that was in Poland, they were cracking up at the video too. But I was in the main square. I was in Zsezsa, uh, Poland. And some random, random man walked up to me or sat on the same bench that I was sitting on and just started talking to me in Polish. And I had no clue. I pulled out my camera and started recording. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I didn't feel like he was gonna, first of all, he was drunk, like reeking of alcohol. But anyways, and he was just like trying to carry on this whole conversation with me in Polish. And I had not one clue what he was talking about. And I was just like, "Mm mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, no. I think I understood him say Americana. And then he said New York. And those were like the only two words that I knew. Anything else that he was talking about? Not a clue. Still laugh at that video to this day. And then the other experience still in Poland that I had was, I think it was that same. Yeah, it was that same trip. I was there for an extended period and over the weekend, I took the train from Zsezsa to Krakow, which is one of the other major cities in Poland. And one of the guys on the team, he wrote me a note of how to ask for the train. Like he, he went with me to the train station so that I can get on the train to get to Krakow. And then he wrote me a note to show the, um, the individuals at the train station so that I can get on the right train to come back to Jeja. Cause again, I didn't speak any, any, uh, Polish. And when I got to the train station, I showed them the note. However, I think that train was no longer leaving. Something happened with the schedule. And so now I'm in Krakow, Poland. I don't speak a lick of Polish and I'm like, I'm showing the lady the note and she's like shaking her head and saying something to me in Polish, which I have no clue. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm about to do. Am I going to be stuck over here like in Krakow and I need to get back? And it was it was a Saturday. And so luckily, God sends angels. Luckily, there were two men that were behind me from Chicago. One was originally from Poland and the other one was American. And they they were going to be on the same train as me. So the one that spoke Polish was able to, I was able to connect with them and, you know, get the right ticket and get on the right train that I needed to get on so I can get back to the city that I needed to be in. So, so I have language barriers are there, but I feel like you can overcome them. I don't think that's something that should stop you from exploring another country, exploring another place that you're not familiar with because you can, you can overcome them is all I'm saying. So those are two, two major areas where I think a lot of people 
you know, have fears that they think will prevent them or could prevent them from traveling. And I just don't think that that's something that should limit you from experience in the world. As much as as much fear and anxiety that you might have about what potentially could happen, there's things that could happen if you walk out your front door, but they don't prevent you from living your life here. And I understand there's miles and ocean and and land in between where you live and where you may want to go. However, if you let that limit you or if you let that fear stop you, then you'll never you'll never see it. You'll never go anywhere. I mean, you could go there virtually, but in terms of actually experiencing the culture or the land that you want to see, the place, the laying your eyes on that building or laying on that beach or dipping your feet in that crystal blue water or climbing to the top of, you know, a, a, a hill or a mountaintop so that you can get a better view of one of the seven wonders of the world. Whatever it is, riding a camel, uh, horseback riding, being in the middle of the desert, like all of those different things that I've experienced, if I would have let, you know, the fact that I don't speak Spanish or I don't know any Polish or I, you know, don't speak Russian. Ooh, that was another one. If I don't speak, you know, Russian or whatever, that I'll never go to another place. Like I would have never gone anywhere. I mean, I literally lived in a whole nother country. Granted, it was the UK and they speak English. However, you know, Fear didn't stop me, and I don't think you should let it stop you either. So hopefully the information and what what we kind of talked about or went over tonight kind of gets you in a mind frame of expanding your mind and just really trying not to limit yourself by what you don't even know, what you what you may encounter, but you may not encounter it. So I definitely wouldn't let it stop me. You can plan, you you can't plan for everything, but, but you can read, you can resource. Most places have internet, Wi-Fi, and you'll be able to look up something if you, if you can't. And now, you know, phone plans have changed in terms of when I first was traveling, you know, I would cut off my cellular service when I was traveling, because it would just be so expensive if I got a phone call or if anything like that came through and I wasn't on Wi-Fi. Now, I think I, in most places that I travel to, I just pay $10 a day with Verizon and I could use my phone as if I was still, still in my home country. So, so many things have changed. There are so many resources out there. There's so much information. So I'd say if you want to go somewhere, go. Look it up, do the research, do the work, ask questions, don't be afraid because nothing is stopping you but you. Even if you can't do it right away, the money situation, you can save up to do it. And again, nothing is stopping you but you. So don't be skirt. Let's get out there. Let's get going. Peace. That's it for this week's episode of the Red Chuck Chronicles podcast. If you have feedback or questions on tonight's episode or anything travel related, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Red Chuck Chronicles. But before you go, make sure you click subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Nikki. 
Wishing you adventure and beautiful sunsets as you travel the world. Thanks for listening. See you next Thursday. Same time, same place. Peace.